The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. Welcome to another edition of Top of the Stretch. Today we thought we'd take a look at some of the final statistics for the racing season of 2019 as far as our Ohio drivers, trainers, horses, and breeders are concerned. Ohio plays an important role in the sport of harness racing with so many opportunities to race year-round at Scioto, Hollywood-Dayton, Miami Valley, and Northfield, and county fairs all over the state of Ohio. For the fifth straight year, Aaron Merriman led all drivers in North America, his third 1,000 win season. He finished sixth in North America to Tim Tietrick, who had earnings of 15641000 Merriman banked $8,461,000 on the year, winning 1,000 of 4,419 drives. Brett Miller finished 14th in North America, Earnings of $6,045,000. Trace Tietrich, 16th at $5.9 million. Chris Page, 17th, $5.9 million as well. And Ronnie Wren Jr., 20th in North America with earnings of $5.4 million. In the win category, of course, Merriman led all drivers with 1,000 wins. Ronnie Wren Jr. was fourth with 584. Brett Miller finished fifth at 519. Trace Tietrich seventh at 478 wins. Chris Page was tenth at 435. Dan Noble 11th in North America with 430 wins. Simon Allard 15th. 389. Kurt Sugg was 18th in North America at 363. And Tyler Smith, 19th in all drivers in North America with 359 (laughs) trips to the winner's circle. As far as UDRS, Universal Driver Rating System, Merriman was the only driver in the top 20, finishing 13th with the UDRS of 357. As far as the trainers are concerned, top 20 in North America, Virgil Morgan Jr. was 16th with $3.2 million. Ron Burke led that category at $21.3 million on the year. Morgan was 6th in North America with wins at 263. C. Brian Loney was 10th with 191 wins. William Rhodes finished 13th in North America with 168 wins. And Sam Salachi rounded out the top 20 with 157 trips to the winner's circle. Trainers with a UTRS, the Universal Trainer Rating System percentage, 500 or more starts, 
William Rhodes was second in North America with a UTRS 426, winning 168 races of 542 starts. Brian Brown was sixth with a UTRS of 367, 130 of 564 starts. And C. Brian Loney finished 11th, winning 191 races, 853 starts with a UTRS of 348. As far as the horses were concerned, in 2019, the sport was led by Rusty's Flying, 20 of 41 wins on the year. Southwind Amazon, trained by Paul Holzman, finished third with 18 wins and 39 starts. And Peter Redder's Fan of Terror, fifth, winning 18 of 38. As far as race records concerned, fastest in harness racing, lather up. Now standing at Sugar Valley Farm with a mile and one forty-six. Ron Burke's Dorsoduro Hanover with his Ohio connections was ninth fastest of the year, one forty-seven and four. And the three-year-old Pacer Proof out of the Brian Brown stable had the twentieth fastest mile, one forty-eight and one. Individual horses. Ohio well represented. Our two-year-old Colt Pacer of the Year, Elver Hanover, out of the Burke Stable, earned $363,450 on the year, sixth in North America for two-year-olds. Tenth in North America was the two-year-old Philly Pacer of the Year, looks good in a romper, also out of the Burke Stable, earning $321,873. As far as two-year-old trotters are concerned in earnings, 18th in North America, the Ohio champion Action Uncle out of the Virgil Morgan Jr. stable earned $225,575. Three-year-old Pacers in North America, the three-year-old filly of the year in Ohio, Queen of the Pride, trained by Kevin Lair. $385,597. Brian Brown's Working on a Mystery was 17th at $329,941. Three-year-old Trotters, as far as earnings, Only Take Cash finished 11th in North America, our three-year-old Philly Trotter of the Year here in the Buckeye State, trained by Bob McIntosh, Earnings of $462,708. While Mark Winters' Lane of Stone finished 18th in earnings. Our three-year-old Colt Trotter of the Year, $295,279. For older Pacers, Lather Up, standing at Sugar Valley Farm, was fourth in North America with earnings of $768,011. 
Ron Burke and the Ohio Connections of Dorsodoro Hanover, 17th as far as earnings, $271,684. The older trotter of the year here in the Buckeye State, Mission Accepted out of the Burke Stable, finished 7th in North America for older trotters, banking $422,595. As far as the breeders are concerned of Broodmares and their awards for 2019 in the top 20, Midland Acres and Emerald Highlands Farm. Midland Acres, 121 winners of 164 starters, $4.3 million in earnings. Emerald Highlands was 19th in North America with 59 winners of 88 starters, at $2.9 million. So it was a good year for the Buckeye State and Ohio Harness Racing for 2019. And we're wishing the best in the upcoming 2020 racing season. With us on top of the stretch this afternoon, John Mossbarger of Midland Acres right here in Bloomsburg, Ohio. And John, welcome to your first appearance on Top of the Stretch. Well, thank you, Roger. Thank you for having me. we are uh, got the staff that came in from the United States Trotting Association on breeding farms and the amount of earnings and wins uh, for the year. And Midland Acres, once again, uh, seventh as far as the wins are concerned and eighth as far as uh, earnings in racing this past season. Another good year for Midland Acres. Well, yes, Roger, it's always a pleasure to, and it's always a good fortune to be able to be on that list. And I'm glad USGA provides that information for the fans. Uh, we, we feel very fortunate and uh, most appreciative. Now, this is has nothing to do with the stallions per se, but is with the brood mares involved in harness racing that Midland Acres is connected with, correct? Blessed are the brood mares. How many brood mares are you uh, uh, owners of uh, uh, each year? Usually, we're we're in the ballpark of between eighty and a hundred mares. That that now, would be pacers and trotters. I would assume that you're probably always on the lookout for additional mares to add to that broodmare ranks uh, at Midland Acres. You're always looking for the right mare for the right price. What determines the right price? Mainly the pedigree. You know, we talk about pedigree a lot in the business, and pedigree defines production of the maternal line. I remember Don Millar said you go to the bank buying maternal line families. So we look at the families quite heavy when we purchase a mare. When we talk about the maternal, we're looking at the foundation, the family, not only her production, but we like to look back at the second, third dams to make sure there's a good foundation uh, going forward. Now, this is all on uh, what has taken place over the years as kind of the parameters that you would use, but you ever get stung on a brood mare purchase? Yes, my father got stung pretty hard here about 20 years ago. might be more than that. He was down at Tattersalls at the old Red Mile track that everybody remembers. And uh, it was at the yearling sale, and there was a Lindy's Pride mare that went through the sale. 
with a wonderful pedigree. And he just sat there and he couldn't believe that this filly wasn't bringing more money. So dad sat there and he made one bid and got her for 20000 So when he when we got the mare home, it was a yearling. So we waited till you know her two-year-old year. We don't like to breed two-year-olds, so we waited till her th- her three-year-old year. We started examining her, and we discovered that she did she had ovaries, but she had non-productive ovaries, so she wasn't able to breed or conceive. So. Sweet. So you had a nice pet for the rest of her we, life. We, we had a nice ornament, a nice pet for the rest of the year. Now, that, that one still sticks out in our mind as the one we got. Now, if you buy a horse out of a mixed sale, most of the time they're, you know, they're satisfactory breeders. But he dipped into the yearling pool, and I guess you could say buyer beware. Point of question, and uh, you hear it debated quite often, but who's the most important, the mare or the stallion? The only thing that I always say when we talk about stallions and mares, what I like to say, and this is my personal viewpoint, other people from the farm may not agree, but good mares will help a stallion. Average mares won't stop one. And what I mean by that, if he's going to be a stallion, he's going to be a stallion. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what type of mares that he breeds to. We all want to breed good mares, don't get me wrong. But we, uh, you know, the, the definition of a good mare is in the eye of the beholder sometimes. But John, we want to thank you for giving us a few moments here today on Top of the Stretch and continued success at Midland Acres. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you very much, Roger. Once again, we'd like to thank John Mossbarger of Midland Acres for being our guest today on Top of the Stretch. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. 